0: giant robots smashing into other giant robots. This
1: is the giant robots smashing into other giant robots podcast, where we explore the design, development, and business of great products. I'm your host, Chad Pytel. And with me today is Panos Siozos, co-founder and CEO of LearnWorlds, an online course platform for creating, selling, and promoting online courses. Panos, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Hi, Chad, and thanks for hosting me.
1: You have been uh, working on Le- Learn Worlds for a-, a while now. Where did the idea come from?
0: I guess this has been uh, brewing in our minds, uh, mine and my co-founders, for many years. We've built our very first e-learning platform back in 1999, uh, right after uh, completing our uh, our studies in computer science and we started postgraduate studies in educational technology. So in an academic setting, though, we had built many, many e-learning products, platforms and, uh, and authoring tools, and uh, we were always exploring the state of the art. And we always had it in the back of our minds, the possibility and our obligation, I guess, to create a commercial product at some point and uh, try to get the, the state of the art of e-learning that we were exploring in the, in the academia and put it at the hands of actual trainers and uh, and teachers and give them the tools to create the best possible online courses that they could. That's uh, That was always uh, at the back of our minds. And uh, after completing our PhD studies, after doing uh, working in different uh, jobs and different roles, we got back together uh, at some point in 2012. And uh, at that point, the the conditions for e-learning were very, very mature. It was like bandwidth Mm -hmm. was in abundance. It was easy to create videos. It was easy to distribute videos. Cloud computing made it even easier to create software as a service uh, platforms. And we understood that it was the the perfect moment to come together together Take our expertise and try to put it in a in an amazing product that uh, would be commercial and uh, and help all those people out there that wanted to create online courses.
1: So I think you launched in twenty fourteen.
0: Yes, uh, we, we spent a couple of years. We started building the platform in two thousand twelve in uh, stealth mode. We were, I guess, you know, traditional engineers. Uh, we had this build it and they will come mentality. We had done almost. <laughs> Like in the first year, almost zero research on like uh, customer development, you know, and business development. We just had in mind to create the best possible platform that we could. And then obviously people would just buy it because it's the best. Uh, Obviously, things don't always work that way. Uh, So uh, uh, we created the platform. Then we started talking with potential customers. We launched commercially in 2014. And this is when we had our very first uh, customers People who had the online courses, they had the they, they had the online content, uh, they they had audiences, but they didn't have a platform. It seemed uh, a huge burden and a huge task to create an actual platform to deliver and sell their courses. And this is where we came in and started providing our uh, our tool as a software as a service solution. So
1: in 2014, I'm sure that there were other competing products on the market. Today there are probably even more what makes learnworlds different from all of those or better from those mm-hmm. in
0: 2014 it was uh, it was very early uh, mm-hmm. i guess in uh, in online courses most people were going to marketplaces like uh, udemy or coursera it was very difficult back then to create your own online school to like uh, to, to own the, the website. We we had people who were either using traditional clunky Jurassic, I would say, learning management systems, <laughs> and they were yeah. trying to adapt them for e-commerce and all this stuff, and it was always very difficult to do. Others were trying to duct tape together wordpress sites and plugins and custom codes and and that was something that wasn't scaling very uh, gracefully i would say after a couple of hundred users it was almost impossible to maintain sites like that others were trying to create their own platforms uh, write code internally or hire a couple of developers and then a few months or a couple of years, and after have spent, having spent a couple hundred thousand uh, dollars, they were realizing that this is very difficult to develop mm-hmm. a tool like that, unless you've done that in the past and you know what you're doing. So it was very timely to bring to the, to the market a product like that. What differentiated us from the others and what uh, still differentiates us is that we have a, an, an obsessive focus on the learner experience, Uh, We are probably the only, I don't want to sound presumptuous, but we're probably the only course platform creators or let's say founders or co-founders of a a course platform who have actually studied that and we have PhDs in uh, ed tech. So we are bringing lots of our academic background into the actual, uh, into the the platform. So, uh, and we know that initially, this uh, was even detrimental to growing the platform because you know we had lots of uh, in some ways the platform was even too complex for what people were expecting and could absorb back then in terms of uh, features but uh, we uh, as the years uh, were passed by we we managed to find an excellent balance between how powerful the platform can be in terms of amazing design offering great interactive, engaging learning experiences and also offering the ease of use and all the commercial features that uh, users would uh, would expect. Uh, so we have a deep product with lots of authoring uh, affordances. For example, people can create amazing interactive videos Very easy, just like editing a PowerPoint, I would say, you can just upload a normal video that you shot yourself, perhaps using a a mobile phone, and you can convert it into an amazing interactive experience. And this is something very important for students, the students, the customers that will actually, at the end, consume uh, the, the content. Uh, So to this day, uh, the platform is very innovative. We are always, we are still participating in research projects and we're seeing what is the state of the art of e-learning and we're trying to implement that into the platform. Uh, Obviously now with amazing feedback from thousands of customers and millions of uh, end users. So it's an amazing opportunity to give to the people the, the things that they actually need and use to create the best possible online courses and sell as many of them as possible.
1: One of the things, and it speaks right to the, val- the value proposition of the product that you, you said, is that there are so many features that you can have. And so if you embark on the journey of creating your own platform, it's really easy to look at the surface level of what that looks like and say, oh, that's easy. Yes. But then when it comes to like, so other features you have are that you have the ability to make mobile applications on Learn Worlds and and those kinds of things. Like that's a rich feature set that is really difficult to deliver on your own, right?
0: It's very difficult to deliver on your own, uh, and some things look deceptively simple. And when you actually see what is underneath the like uh, under the hood it uh, it is very very complicated to deliver a super friendly super user friendly and easy tool uh, or or platform or authoring environment so the platform is very powerful because people have all these different needs we're talking here this is a platform that can support uh, both the I don't know, uh, the nice old lady that wants to sell some knitting courses and she has a community of a couple dozen people who follow her and and consume her courses all the way to online schools that run with more than 300,000 users. It's extremely difficult to be able to scale a school to a size uh, like that. And in many cases, people might start simple. They might even create a nice simple user interface with a couple of videos uh, this is something that everybody believes that they can do, and they can do it initially. But once they have a couple hundred users or a couple thousand users, their success becomes problematic. They cannot keep up with all the demands for something like that. And then they need more features. They need more features for uh, for doing their, their marketing. They need analytics. They need uh, the scale and the, the reliability that a, a platform that serves a few thousand users uh, requires. There's all sorts of of things that people miss, so we believe that you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel, especially when there are amazing ready-made wheels out there, white labeled wheels that you can, uh, where you can just go to a platform like ours, and uh, in a, in a couple of days you can have an amazing online school, customized and optimized for your own case study, for your own audience, for your own language, for your own design, the settings that you need to power your own business model whether it's selling courses uh, on their own selling memberships selling subscriptions bundles of courses upsells all those different uh, things that look simple on the outside but they require lots of uh, precision to work great and and deliver in, on in scale
1: yeah so given the you know the rich feature set i'm sure that there's you have a lot of Customers located in lots of different places. I'm sure they have different needs too, different profiles. How do you as a company go about deciding what to work on and how does the work flow through through your organization?
0: This is always a, a, a very interesting uh, task, something that we are doing almost uh, every month. We we update our roadmap on on a quarterly basis, but every month we go out and check again uh, like the, the feature requests and the trends in the in the market and the industry and all the things that are happening. We receive hundreds of feature requests from our existing customers every every week. And these are being organized and prioritized and we always try obviously to help our own existing customer base but we'll work with many partners and other platforms as well to create integrations and to deliver features and, uh, and, uh, and cover needs that people have today. And uh, in the past couple of years, as you can imagine with, uh, with COVID, we had to adapt in many changes mm-hmm. to the new business models and the new ways that uh, people started creating, uh, delivering and consuming online courses. For example, when COVID started, almost overnight there was a, a huge demand for uh, creating and delivering live courses with no pre-recorded like uh, uh, videos that, that's something that used to be it used to be a quite frequent uh, feature request let's say before covid we had it in a roadmap once we understood what uh, covid would mean for for the industry Almost overnight, we, we stopped other things that we were doing and, and started working hard on delivering, let's say, our Zoom integration. So mm-hmm. in just a matter of a few short weeks, it was super easy for anybody who wanted to teach. Uh, you imagine how the situation was uh, amidst the lockdowns. People were, uh, their businesses were shutting down. They couldn't reach their audiences, their customers, their revenue streams had uh, had run out. So we, we brought to the market this integration and it was super easy for a photography teacher, a yoga teacher, a coach from anywhere to just create an online course, uh, plug in their Zoom account and be able to deliver courses either one-on-one to a small group or to even to hundreds of, uh, of students. So we had to adapt as the market was adapting and the same uh, uh, comes when it is, uh, comes about business models, ways of getting paid, different payment methods. Uh, for example some european countries as a european company we're also very attuned to to what uh, our european customers uh, need in several european countries credit cards traditional so credit cards like visa and mastercard are not the most frequently used methods of digital payment so we mm-hmm. have to work with local payment gateways to provide these kinds of solutions also for uh, taxes taxes in europe are way more uh when you're selling from one country to the other are, are much more difficult and, uh, and complex than in the in the. US. So we have to adapt to the demands from uh, from customers and offer solutions uh, like uh, like that. Uh, so it's uh, it's always anticipating seeing what the actual users need but also keeping uh, a large chunk, I would say space for innovating, bringing to the product things that people don't actually ask for because they don't even know that they could exist and that they could be helpful. And this is where our expertise, I would say, comes into, into play. Our research, our team is constantly researching trends and other platforms and how people interact with, uh, with platforms and other tools. And uh, we try to stay ahead of the, uh, of the curve, not just follow what others are doing, but be the leaders in this uh, kind of, uh, of chase. And uh, rightly, as you mentioned, there are dozens of platforms out there. It's great to see so much innovation and so many uh, different, uh, different platforms especially after covid i can say that it seems like there is a a, a viral spread of new of new platforms we mm-hmm. almost see one new platform every week and it's nice because it seems that the the industry is very hot and there is lots of demands for of demand for these kinds of uh, of of solutions we do have a head start and we uh, we will continue to to improve the product and uh, and bring an amazing solution to people who who can use something like that.
1: Now that you have funding, it's time to design, build, and ship the most impactful MVP that wows customers now and can scale in the future. Thoughtbot liftoff brings you the most reliable cross-functional team of product experts to mitigate risk and set you up for long-term success as your trusted, experienced technical partner will help launch your new product and guide you into a future forward business that takes advantage of today's new technologies and agile best practices. Make the right decisions for tomorrow, today. Get in touch at thoughtbot.com liftoff. One of the features that you have is localization, being able to have your content in lots of different languages. How early on did you add that feature?
0: this is something that, that uh, we had to do very early on when we the first iteration of the platform before even founding the company when we were just a side project was uh, built for the for the Greek market and the Greek language so that was in in a very difficult uh, situation back in 2013 2014 there was a huge financial crisis in Greece back then uh, so once we had the product ready we realized that, Nobody wanted to invest in e-learning. It was a very tough uh, situation to be in. So th- that's probably one of the best things that happened to us because almost overnight, like in, in day two, we had to go to a, an existing mature market, which was the U.S. market, where people mm-hmm. uh, were willing to test a new platform. They, they really liked what the platform could do. They were uh, ready to risk a product, a new product that was brought into market by a, a small ragtag team from the from the other side of the of the world, and uh, so we had to adapt to a new language. So that 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 was something that became uh, uh, that that came in early on and was very helpful in uh, dealing with different uh, different markets and different um, uh, different uh, localizations, working with different payment gateways and becoming. An international product from very early on. So right now we have customers in more than 110 countries. Even though US is by far our biggest uh, market, almost half of our market is based in the in the US. But we are very willing uh, and, and able to work with new markets and help them and uh, help people bring their own localizations and their own translations into the platform.
1: Yeah, that jumped out at me because I've seen other products that don't have that feature, uh, and, and I think it's in part because uh, a new company started in the United States knows that they have a fairly big addressable market just within the U.S., and they don't necessarily need to support multiple languages. And I thought that uh, maybe, and, and that's what I heard, was that the fact that you were not in the U.S. compelled you to have localization really early on. You've also mentioned a few other ways in which that has influenced you how do you think being in Greece and being a a European startup has influenced you as a company overall?
0: This is the DNA and the blueprint of how the company eventually grew. For example, we started in Greece amidst a dire financial crisis. We were, from day one, a remote company because of the conditions of the of the co-founders. So we happened to be in three different cities, two different countries, and we just wanted to work together. We didn't have any long-term plans of how a company would evolve. So from day one, we became a remote company. So mm-hmm. when, as you can imagine, in the next few years that gave us, and even when COVID came, that gave us a, an immense advantage because that, that's the way we had been working. We we, we knew that remote was a, like full full remote was an option from uh, from day one. The second thing that really also influenced us is that because we were growing in a in a situation uh, amidst the, uh, this financial crisis, we were a bootstrap company. We didn't have access access to any external funding, which obviously made things much more difficult at the beginning. We mm-hmm. couldn't like uh, get access to funds and invest in marketing very early on and uh, and uh, like push the platform uh, heavily. On the other end, as a bootstrapped company, we developed a mentality of being very resource efficient, cash efficient, paying great attention to all our uh, our KPIs and our unit economics. Creating, doing lots of unscalable things, as Paul Graham would uh, would say, you know, wearing lots of hats, uh, investing a lot in people who didn't have the the credentials, let's say, or the experience that one would expect from uh, to hire in a in a US founded startup. So we had to invest in the local people and the local skills. Amazing youth. Uh, we're talking here back in 2013-14 youth unemployment in Greece was about 70% so it mm-hmm. was a terrible situation it's, it's like this meme where people were asked to, to have experience but there, nobody was giving them a chance to, to develop this work ex- experience so we invested in people like that and that's the best thing we, we did so we're talking about a remote bootstrapped startup with a can-do mentality with uh, access to amazing people not specialized or skilled let's say or or experienced in this particular software as a service uh, roles but very smart and willing to work and excel and do better for themselves and for the for the company so i think that was the the recipe that uh, helped the business grow and also coming from a small market we had to adapt we had to adapt to a fragmented european market Europe is a is a, is a huge market of about 500 million uh, people uh, a few less now a few million less now uh, barring UK uh, but this is a fragmented market you don't have mm-hmm. a unified market of one language uh, one currency maybe yes in most countries but we're talking about different currents different languages and different tax regimes and and all this stuff and different mentality even so we had to adapt this is difficult but also, it gives you the resilience and the, and the flexibility to adapt to all these different cases. And then going international was very natural to us. It's not that mm-hmm. we started in a small market and then we're trying to create a foothold in a second market or a third or the third market. From day one, we had to look outward to, to find uh, the people who would use uh, and dare to use a platform like ours and uh, try to be to be our best selves and uh, try to give them an amazing product.
1: Yeah, that's great. You mentioned that you uh, initially bootstrapped. Have you taken an investment since then?
0: Uh, yes, we, we have. We did a, a small seed round of about uh, $1.1 $1. 1 million in 2019 uh, with, a, with a small local VC. And then uh, last year, about a year ago, we we closed a, a funding round, a, a Series A funding round of thirty-two million dollars with Insight Partners.
1: That's great! Congratulations. What caused you to make the decision to stop bootstrapping and and take an investment in that seed that seed round?
0: I, that was the point when we we realized that we needed the extra fuel in order to push the pedal. We were seeing that we already had a great product. We were onto something. It would have been too slow to continue uh, working in a bootstrap mode with a, with a few resources that we had. We wanted to accelerate. We wanted to accelerate hiring, product development, and uh, and all this stuff. So we didn't actually need the money back then for uh, for the viability of the company, which is actually, I guess the best uh, reason to, to raise money and the best time mm-hmm. when we don't actually need it. So that, that's uh, that's how we, we started. That gave us the extra confidence. It allowed us to bring in a few extra people. We started investing more in uh, and, and hiring professionals that had already done that, who had already uh, experience in SaaS businesses and international businesses. And that brought us also, it gave us a lot more uh, certainty and trust in ourselves uh, to keep growing the product and uh, and going uh, further and th- this last round with inside partners inside partners is uh, one of the top vcs and uh, private equity funds they also bring in uh, an amazing team of operators who can always jump in and help in case we we need something so it helps us expand our horizons be more aggressive in our hiring uh, much more confident about what we can do and uh, so th- that's also it has been a a great it has given a great boost to the to the business and the team
1: yeah this idea of acceleration and and going faster is is an interesting one i've seen it in our clients as well where especially if you're in a competitive market you could have a good growing reasonable business but if everyone else around you is raising money raising capital and accelerating that can put you back and especially if you don't don't realize it do you feel like that was part of what was causing you to want to accelerate
0: yes yes definitely so e-learning is a is a complex uh, industry let's say uh, what we're doing is very competitive because the market is already cha- always changing people demand more New business models require new features and everybody wants an all-in-one platform that will keep doing more and more. So you cannot just stand still. It's not like a micro SaaS where you can have a feature the same, working for five years and you can still have people uh, signing up and uh, and using that. You, you have to be ahead. You have to, to adapt. This is a very fast-pacing uh, uh, industry. Uh, and now, there are so many different players from all different industries who look at uh, online courses and content delivery in general in new ways and start approaching from uh, from different uh, from different angles whether they are marketing tools or video hosting providers or email marketing providers or traditional learning management systems so there are many people around this uh, this online course uh, industry so you need to have a war chest, you need to bring in experts, you need to keep investing in R&D and improving the product and uh, also customer success, making sure that your amazing customers can perform even better and they can take advantage of all the, the features in the platform so you cannot just uh, stand still. That's that's not a, not an option. You can perhaps get away with it for for two to three years, but uh, eventually the, the product will fizzle out. We will not be able to to compete with uh, what is happening. You mentioned all these different platforms uh, coming into market. You have to to stay ahead. And luckily now, with the recent funding and obviously with the help of our customers, we have all the resources that we needed to implement our ideal uh, the the vision that we have for the for the product all the things that we couldn't do in the past because we are constrained in time, in terms of resources and time and money now we are able to innovate much faster bring many more uh, new features to the to the platform and to the market and uh, help people create their, their best possible online courses
1: yeah when you you mentioned that when you raised that initial seed round you did it with a local Investment company was that intentional? I, I I took a peek. The company is Marathon Venture Capital, and they specifically say on their website that they day one partner to Greek tech founders. So they're very focused. Uh, yes,
0: yes, <laughs> the they're very agrees. focused. There is a there is a huge network, obviously, of Greek founders almost everywhere in the world. So mm-hmm. they have a, a, a deep pool of uh, of people to to reach out to, and the and the huge network. It was definitely also. there there was a parameter of convenience, you know, them being close, being able to to communicate easily, having the same kind of mentality and and the same kind Mm -hmm. of uh, of experiences. This obviously makes things uh, much more easier. I I guess at that point, it would be much more difficult to go from a bootstrapped, you know, remote Ragtag team to a a full funded company with a traditional, uh, let's say Silicon Valley based uh, VC. Even explaining back then in 2019, that you are a remote company wasn't easy it's something that uh, made some people wonder about how serious you are about that or what is your like what are your plans going forward how are you going to hire how are you going to compete how are you going to hire people if you don't have these amazing startup offices, you know, with the with the pool tables and all this stuff? We were saying, but that it's feasible. You can do it. I mean, you can find the people who want this kind of lifestyle, who appreciate this flexibility, who want to be close to their families and work from uh, their small cities somewhere in Greece or in other countries, and uh, and be close, let's say, online with a, with another team. We weren't crazy back then, so mm-hmm. it was much easier to make this. Kind of proposition to a to a local team. I guess it was it was convenient and uh, and we had a good match. But already this uh, investment prepared us a lot uh, in terms of uh, you know organizing the business, due diligence, uh, taking care of our uh, finance and reporting and uh, and all this stuff and and legal uh, and made us ready to go for a bigger investment later when we needed it and when the time was right
1: yeah so from three co-founders in in 2014, how large is your team now?
0: Yeah I think we are with the recent hires we're about one hundred and twenty people right now. We are still uh, fully uh, fully remote uh, in fact in the in the next uh, few weeks, we will just open a small uh, co-working space in Athens where uh, about half of our staff uh, uh, resides, but this is going to be more of a you know co-working space kind mm-hmm. of, uh, of of experience. I think right now we have uh, people in our team from sixteen different nationalities uh, in eleven different countries, uh, but still the majority of the people are based in uh, in Greece. So that these are here are the roots of the company, but we are. Uh, internationalizing fast, getting people everywhere we can find them, uh, people that, that fit the business, we're happy to bring them uh, on board. And this kind of uh, remote first, flexible environment that we have is very fitting for, for some amazing people from all over the world. And yeah. they prefer that actually than returning back to, to an office.
1: Yeah. For yourself as a, as a leader, how have you needed to grow or change As your team has scaled so much,
0: we are still doing that. It's (laughs) just me. It's it's my co-founders as well. My two co-founders, Fanny and George. We wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been able obviously to do anything alone. Neither any one of of us, Mm -hmm. uh, without having the others. Still to this day, we're very hands-on. We are involved in all the the projects. In some cases, we we were a bit more. Reluctant to, to delegate uh, but it's still the team really appreciates that we are still on the trenches with them learning solving problems every day trying to not to give solutions from above uh, ad hoc but be with them solve problems with them that's something that they appreciate a lot and uh, Obviously we are still every day we are transitioning we started mm-hmm. as, a, as a team of three people on a side project that was uh, that was just uh, taking a few hours of our time per week and uh, this uh, business came to be the biggest part of our lives spending 12 plus hours every day and more and weekends and uh, and everything else with a growing team amidst some great very difficult conditions like COVID where things were, you know, in, in our families and our cities, things were blowing up and we had to stay close to our teams and keep delivering a product that was skyrocketing in terms of uh, of demand. So we are still learning. That's, uh, that's our motto here in LearnWools, getting better every single day, trying to enable our team, be more uh, enablers now and better project managers, inspire people uh, uh, in order to to help them uh, deliver the, what, the best that they that they can we are lucky to be in a great industry with amazing customers all of them creative people who create great content they they love their product they they love their own customers so this is something that helps us have a great mission that our our employees also share so it's Mm -hmm. uh, they see that it's not just about the numbers or about getting the MRR, or getting the the sale, or whatever. But they they really enjoy helping our customers and, and help them create amazing little online businesses and uh, and get their products online. That, that's every day we get amazing feedback from our customers, and uh, that uh, really makes people around here very happy at the end of the day they go home and they know that they helped uh, launch another business or two uh, and and help people uh, in some cases realize their dream of becoming independent uh, you know escaping 9 to 5 or uh, helping a, a coach or a trainer uh, get some uh, amazing rewards for the fruit of their la- uh, of their labor and the and the content that they have created with uh, so much uh, uh, work so this is a great thing to to watch and it's great being around people who enjoy this kind of uh, uh, this kind of business and this kind of
1: environment yeah is there anything that when you were starting the company based on your prior experiences, both good or bad, at the other companies that you had worked at along the way in your career or or your co-founder's careers. Where when you said, okay, we're starting Learn Worlds, we're starting our own company, we specifically want to not like not make this mistake or instill this value in our culture that you were very intentional about?
0: Uh, there, there's probably A lot of things, I'm not sure if I can name one in particular, but we always wanted to create a business that we would love being employees of so so it's uh, we we wanted to be in an environment that we would enjoy being ourselves that's probably kind of egocentric like it was about us but i think there were some unspoken values in some cases or or, mm-hmm. uh, or cases where we would see that no this is bad we shouldn't have uh, we shouldn't go down that uh, that path We didn't want to to replicate ourselves and create a company of people who would look like us and and react to the same things that we would. Uh, But we we always wanted to have an environment that we would feel happy uh, and we would love to be part uh, of. So far, at that scale of uh, 120, we have managed, I guess, to to do that. And and this is, in many cases, this is also our number one priority. Mm -hmm. Uh, Features come and go, people come and go customers come and come and go but we know that the the biggest strength of this company is the minds of the people who work for us we want them to be happy we want them to, to keep uh, to come to work uh, happy every day and and bring their their, their best that is our major uh, priority and especially in times like that their mental and physical well-being as well uh, it's a, it's a major priority for uh, uh, for us and uh, we believe that if we create these conditions of uh, safety and trust, the empowerment and uh, learning as well uh, and of constant improvement, uh, we will uh, achieve our, our goal and we will have a, a team that will be working for a product that is going to be better every day and every week. And this shows at the end of the day, this mm-hmm. is something that, customers can appreciate, either by seeing a new feature in the platform that they love or by receiving some amazing help from one of our customer support reps or a, an amazing demo from one of our salespeople. This is something that we are lucky still to have show everywhere in the company. It's, uh, it's, uh, this is the, the mentality of the entire company. Hopefully, we'll be able to preserve this kind of, uh, of values and uh, attitude uh, as we
1: scale. That's great. I, I really wish that for you. <laughs> Good luck and um, congratulations on all the success. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show and, and sharing your story and, and your, your wisdom about um, scaling the company. If folks want to learn more about Learn Worlds or get in touch with you or follow along, where are all the places that they can do that?
0: Uh, you can always come to our website, uh, www.learnworlds.com. Our platform offers a 30-day free trial, no credit cards, no strings attached. If you have any questions around online courses or any ideas about what you could build yourself for your your business, come to our website, uh, join us, and we will be happy to help you out and show you what is possible today.
1: Great. And you can subscribe to the show and find notes and a full transcript of this episode at giantrobots.fm. If you have questions or comments, email us at hosts at giantrobots.fm and you can find me on Twitter at CPITel. This podcast is brought to you by ThoughtBot and produced and edited by Mandy Moore. Thanks for listening and see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. ThoughtBot is your expert design and development partner. Let's make your product and team a success.